This episode is brought to you by Audible.com. You can go to Audible.com and if you sign up, you will get a free audiobook. And if you cancel your membership, that book is yours to keep at Audible.com. Welcome to the podcast. Before we begin, let's just get our preparations correct. Make sure you are relaxed in your comfy place, wherever that is, a couch, a bed, lounge, even a comfy place on the floor. Just relax and know that this is you know, time for you. So welcome. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Today's episode's a little different. The the previous ones have been tripping down memory lane and I'm I'm not finished with that. There's so many wonderful stories that I've got from my childhood and my teenage years that I love to talk about, I think everyone does. However, this one's just a, a little different. It's it's a story that you know, again happened now, but it's all about for me finding the beauty in in life and in in just normal everyday existence and it's out there. It really really is. I am in love with the world. I could go to any part of the world and I will just look around in awe at the, uh, you know, the fascinating little, little twists of culture, sometimes so subtle, sometimes, you know, vastly, vastly different. I can drive past, say, you know, a petrol station or in America they're called a gas station. I know. And driving past there, I can just see the differences in, in, in the prices. You know, they sell you know, gas by the, the gallon. We sell it by the litre. It's subtle, but for some reason I find that so fascinating. Uh, you know, I think you can buy beer inside of, of, of the gas station. Of course, you can't here, but we have alongside of our supermarkets essentially a complete you know, bottle shop. It's little things like that that I just I just love. And then there's the you know, the, the architectural differences and how a city has grown up. Because they're apart and they have their own, you know, way of growing up and different architectural uh, examples of that. And then I love how you get something which takes off in one part of the world, somebody discovers something. And all of a sudden, everybody else thinks that's an amazing thing. But it will spread, you know, around the world. And that thing will then uh, be part of the culture of, of wherever it ends up. And, and, and the culture gives it its own unique twist. And then it evolves again. 
and again and again. And you find that, you know, technologies like the internet and, and, and the ability to see what other people are doing about this new, you know, thing. And all of a sudden you've got this blend of cultures. I'm talking about coffee. Oh, oh, coffee. You know what it's like, right? And and if you don't drink coffee, that that's perfectly fine. Uh, same for tea and things like that. But for me, I love coffee. I really do. And it's not just the taste and it's not just the caffeine. That is a big part, I'll, I'll admit that. But it's the whole experience. It's the whole you know, going out, sitting in a cafe, and, and just, just enjoying the, the ambience. Be it you know, the music they're playing, just the, the way that they've, they've stylized their, you know, the, the, the coffee shops themselves. And the people inside and, and the saturation that it occurs you know, inside of the coffee shop. I live in Melbourne, Australia, and we love our coffee. To say we love our coffee just is an understatement. I think we need to, you know, say the word love in all capitals with an exclamation mark next to it. And then about 15 love heart emojis after it. We love our coffee. And, and Melbourne's a very multicultural city, and that's amazing. It really is, because from all corners of the world, they've come to Melbourne, and they've brought their coffee, and the way that they enjoy coffee, and how that one thing, you know, coffee, was, was discovered, and then it made its way around the world, and then it impacted into those, you know, into those cultures. So... Today's story is really quite simple, and I'm going to be telling more and more of these as it rolls on. This is my trip to a coffee shop. It's as simple as that. Story number five. The Birdsong Organic Cafe. So it all starts in the morning in Mumbai. I throw on my leather-strapped man bag over my shoulder and head down the stairs you know, with excitement with what lies around in Mumbai as the weather turns colder in the morning a little, a little colder I find myself being able to walk around and really enjoy myself one of the things in Mumbai as you know in India it can be hot but around this time of year it's actually really, really pleasant, and it's lovely. And as the sun rises, um, you get those lovely streaks of amber through the trees, and you know the people on their their way to work, or you know just doing their doing their thing. It's it's a beautiful sight, it really is. And so walking around the streets like that in the morning is you know is wonderful. So I found myself, you know, waking up full of excitement, and I want to, you know, just throw the backpack on. I've got my iPad in there and I'm just ready to go downstairs out I go hello world and I take a moment to look around because it's startly different than than you know Melbourne and I don't even think startly is a word but I'm gonna go with it and 
and just look around at all the people, the little stores that are selling all their goods. The, again, the, the susurration of all the, the, the cars and the, you know, the rickshaws going around. I love the rickshaws. I'm going to do a whole episode on them. I love them. They're fantastic. They are the red blood cells of that country. I actually believe that it would grind to a halt if it wasn't for motorbikes and rickshaws in that country. And I love them. I want I want to own one. I want to drive it around here in Australia. I don't think it would pass the laws, but I would. Anyway. So I pull out my, my Google Maps and I decided to walk along. And, you know, it tells me the route. It's about 15 minutes walk from where I am. And that's fantastic. So off I go. And it's a beautiful, you know, beautiful morning. Again, the amber, you know, light is shining through. There's a smell that is a little little dusty, but not in an unpleasant kind of way. And so I walk along the, you know, the cobblestone streets, which I love. There's, there's, There's something really grand about a cobblestone street. Mumbai is one of those beautiful cities that you just know the... The roads that you're seeing have been there for hundreds and hundreds of years. So I love that. I really, really do. It's, it's amazing history. So I walk along and just enjoy the sights. Before too long, I come across uh, a corner where there is a large, large field. It, it's, it's made of sort of yellow, you know, yellow dirt, sand. And it, it's one of those multi, multi-functional. There's one part soccer, but today there's, there's a bit of a backyard cricket game going on in this, this common area for people to play. And so I decide to sit and just, just watch for a while, lean up against the fence. I'm, I'm you know, an okay cricket fan, um, but I'm finding this game absolutely fascinating. The bowler runs in. The uh the batsman smacks it. You can hear the the crack of the you know wood against in this case a tennis ball. I love that little delay that you get. You know when you when you see it because you're a distance away and then you hear the sound. And so there's a crack and it goes off and people run and my God are they taking it seriously? They really are. There's there's cries of run and no and and yeah. If you don't understand cricket that's okay um i don't fully understand it myself but it, it's similar to baseball um if that's one of the, the games that you like where a person you know brings a ball towards you in a fast way baseball you're able to throw it uh, cricket you can't throw it you can't bend your arm you've got to fling your arm around without bending your elbow and essentially both people just bash the ball hit it uh, same thing with baseball, that if you, you catch it, you're out. In cricket, you catch it, you're out. Um, and in baseball, you've got to get around the diamonds, and you only get that point when you you know, you know touch the one when you go home. Cricket, you actually get one point if you make it to the other end There's of of the the wicket. There's two of them. You know, if you make it to the other end, you, you, get, a, you get a point. And so in baseball, there's, you know, nine points, you know, home runs. Um but in cricket, it can go you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And that's basically the idea. In baseball, you've got to get um, you know, more points, runs, home runs, whatever, than the other 
other team. But in cricket, you've got to do the same thing. In backyard cricket, you just need to stay in for as long as you can and try and get as much, you know, as much runs as, as possible. And so this batsman's just bashing it over, left, right. And it, it, it's exciting to watch. It really is. The air in the morning still has that slight freshness, which is lovely, but you can just sort of see the, the, you know, the light building up. That dust that I was smelling must have come from that area. And again, it's, it's actually a lovely smell. It's not unpleasant at all. And so I just, I, I smiled to myself. One of the fielders near, fieldsmen, I should say. I'm sorry to any cricket aficionados that are, that are listening. One of the fieldsmen turns to me and asks me, do you want to play? Do you want, do you want to play? I, I shake my head, you know, this time, but I say, you know what, I'll... I'll I'll come back. And I ask him, you know, is, is this your day off? And he reminds me, oh, yeah, this, this is Diwali. So that's what, let me describe, you know, one play in detail. That's right, I, I made notes. The bowler runs to the wicket with and delivers a lightning-paced ball to the offside. The batsman, with a smooth action, hits the ball for a comfortable signal. The ball is returned to the bowler, and he walks back to his mark and inspects the tennis ball, you know, for imperfections. That's a thing they do in cricket, you know, look at the ball, give it a shine, because if you shine one side, then it will, it'll swing. I think in baseball they use a bit of sweat and stuff like that, but this one they, they shine the ball. This time he moves a little further back, and he runs up with about 20% more speed you know, than before. His arm whips back and forth and delivers a lightning ball aimed directly at the stumps. Again, in baseball, that would be, you know, when the catcher is behind that sort of area, knee height about there. In cricket, there's a thing called stumps, which are just three bits of wood. And if you hit those, uh, you're out. Just like if you're caught in baseball, you're out. Or you get, you know, three, three strikes, you're out. Uh, in cricket, if it hits those wickets, then you, you're gone. So he aims directly for those because he wants to hit those wickets. However, it bounces a little short, and being all well, a tennis ball, it bounces really, really high. And the batsman anticipating this gracefully smacks the ball to the right side. He finds a gap uh, to running the fieldsman and scores a four. A four is when the ball hits the edge of the... Uh, of the um, you know, the field, and again, it's like when you when you hit a baseball right, it's, it bounces off the, the the end field. Well, in cricket, if it did that, you'd get four runs. I launch into applause. I really do. It was a lovely, lovely bit of play, and a couple of people around me just look at me and just like what. But I'm also noticing that more and more people along the side are stopping to watch the game. There's about. 15 people. Packed attendance. But I couldn't stay. Again, I had the, you know, the need to wake up in the morning and to start my daily routine by grabbing a coffee and just taking that moment, you know, in the morning before the madness begins. Before your day is full of all little tasks and pleasures and joys and things like that. You just... You take that moment. 
So off I walk. And and one of the main roads turns into this beautiful alleyway. And then an alleyway turns into a smaller alleyway. I love alleyways. And there's little gardens that I walk through and old, old houses with cute little names for them. There's a person, you know, sweeping, sweeping the dust as I walk through. And little motorbikes are sort of scurrying through the little lanes and making sure to give, you know, give me you know, a wide berth so that they, they don't, you know, hit at all. And then eventually I turn around and the alleyway leads out and then, sure enough, there it is. The Birdsong Organic Cafe. It's a pretty cafe. This thing's nestled in a, in a road that's just a little more than, than a, a laneway. It's got French wooden, you know, shutters at the front. Uh, that that sort of get peeled back, and there's a couple of tables outside, but on the inside, it's even more pleasant. There's a lovely minimalist blend of of, of you know concrete, and when I say concrete, it sounds kind of industrial, but it's that new wave sort of industrial design. And again, this is where you see these these influences. This is the Indian take of your classic uh, modern style cafe. There's 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 the, the, the concrete floor, the walls. They've got lovely brown, uh, polished wood furniture. There's these lights that dangle from the ceiling that just look beautiful in their little amber bulbs. And they've got little sketches on the sides of the walls. On the right side, little sketches with, with dark, what looks like, you know, dark pencil. An artist looks like they've, they've, they've sketched it, not just given to a bunch of random people and, and told them just... You know, good luck, but no, random people, and it has pictures of of what they, you know, what they sell there. I turn up, and the the man, um, you know, greets me. It's 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 early, and he greets me, and he he tells me that the, you know, the card machine's not working. But he he assures me, yeah, it's it's okay, we'll work it out. You you can have your coffee. And I, I reassure that if it's not ready, because I don't actually have any cash, I've just got, you know, a card. Yeah, I know, I should be carrying cash around with me, but there's some things in life I'm really quite useless with, and one of them is to remembering to do the essential thing, like take cash. And he just, he just you know, does that, does that lovely bob and says, it's okay. If, if you don't have cash, well then, we, it'll, be, it'll be fine. So I sit down, and... You know, just open the iPad and start looking at all my various, you know, blogs and news articles and stuff like that. And sure enough, the coffee's made, it's brought over. And I just, you know, just look at the mug. I have actually another blog about this. It's it's called Southbound Elevator. You might be seeing it because I might do the cross-link of this podcaster there but I write about coffee shops I don't know why I started this it's just a thing I like doing it I think deep inside we all love to give our review on something and and mine was that and I sort of started to write about the the cups I have this fascination where I will always walk past a place that sells coffee mugs and you know, try one on, hold it in my hand, pick it up and just, just hold it there and go, ooh, that's, 
That's a good mug. I have a cupboard full of odd mugs that I couldn't resist buying. I throw some out from time to time so it doesn't become a massive problem for storage, but... Oh, yeah, I do walk past, and I love a good mug, and so whenever I go to a, a coffee shop, I love to just to see what, what they're going to serve in. What's my perfect ideal of a coffee mug? I'm glad you asked. It's this. I love a good, chunky mug. You know, one that, that you can really hold in your hand if it's a cool winter's day, uh, or a cold winter's day. You can cup it in your hand, and you can feel that warmth. It's, that's just lovely. So you can feel that warmth and you can hold it up. But also there's a handle there if it's a bit too hot and it's, it's, it fits in your hand really nice. You're not finding yourself cramping, you know, your hand to try and get it in. And and so, yeah, I, that, that's what I love. Patterns don't really, I don't really care too much about that. But a nice thick mug mug is what I love. This one's a little blend of that. It's a little lighter. It's, it's more of your traditional uh, cappuccino, caffa latte style porcelain cup. You know, with its white china, smooth. And the handle, it, it, it's, it's okay. It fits the hand quite well. And then I take that first, you know, the first sip. Oh, mm, it's fantastic. I, I, you know, my eyes just, just for a moment just close and just, just, you know, take that first, that first sip in and then I make eye contact because I, I should have told you I'm the only person in the cafe at this point in time. There's me and then there's the, the wonderful guy that's making the coffee. So I make eye contact with him just to give him that universal look of this is a good cup of coffee. And he gives me that, that wonderful reassurance of, I know, I know it is, and please, you know, enjoy. And so I do. I love it. I have two, actually, that morning. They were lovely. I probably should have stopped at one, but I had two. And I did my thing. I, I, I looked up all my various favorite little go-to, you know, websites that we all have. I, I write a few things down. I sort through some of my photos that I love to just, just choose. I've got this cool little thing I like to do, which is I just go back in time to one of my previous photo shoots that I've done. Yeah, I have every single photo I've ever taken, and I like to go back in time and look at those because every single time I find one, there's always... There is always a, a photo that I, I've skipped over, you know, in my, my not rush, but um, I'd certainly want to get the photos back to the client. So I look at those and I look back in time and I find one. And every now and then I'll discover a photo that I thought, you know what, if you just crop it here and change the, the details there and, wow, that's actually, that's a, that's a pretty good photo. It's amazing what cropping will do. It can transform a photo completely. And then I love to just bundle it off and send it off to the you know, to the customer, sometimes one or two years later. No charge, just, hey, I found this and I edited this and I, I hope you like it. 
I always get like, you know, emails back of like, oh my God, thank you. I didn't, that was my wedding and that's lovely. And, and it's not for one of those marketing things. I just love doing it. And I love giving people that little bit of a delight, that random, random delight in their day. And yeah, it just, it just makes me feel happy. So I do that and I send that off. So with that done, I, I pack up my, you know, my stuff, drink the last bit of, of that coffee, walk up to the counter and, and ask, is, is the machine working? And sure enough, yeah, it is. It's fine. So I tap my card and pay, knowing that I would have gone back and got the, uh, you know, the money if need be. And then I step out. The sun has risen a little more by now, and the day still has that freshness, that, that you know, slight coolness in the air. It'll get to about 27 that day, but it must be 20, 21, you know, so it's that little coolness. Celsius, mind you, 21 Celsius. And so I take that breath, you know, just breathe it in, and start my, my walk back. Put my headphones on. I've got this cool little playlist called Acoustic Covers on Spotify. It's a pretty cool one, actually. You, should, um, you can just Google it and, and check it out, Acoustic Covers. And it's exactly that. It's covers of songs done by other people in acoustic you know, guitars and pianos and stuff like that. So it's kind of chill. Perfect for walking along. Absolutely perfect. So as my way you know, takes me through all the various lanes, I come across the cricket match that's still in progress and so I decide to you know watch a little while the intensity seems to have picked up uh, from from before and I made some notes let me let me read them to you now I have no idea what the score is however I stand at the fence under the shade of the tree and I just watch a while the two teams are playing for keeps. One batsman in particular is giving Sachin Tendulkar a run for his money. I wonder if, if these two people, the batsman and bowler, have a history or something because he is smacking the hell out of that ball every single time. One particular one, I once again hear that crack, you know, on the tennis ball. And it rises high in the air. It's a good hit, dead center, but really, really high. I see three people running in, and they're all wanting to claim that catch. He has been belting this team around for a little while now, so they seriously want him to get out. I see three, almost in a perfect triangle, run in. However... Their timing was completely, completely off. It bounces in the middle of these three players. The bowler's not happy. He he turns to these people. His hands are waving. I can't understand what is being said. And yet I can understand what is being said. He is not happy. He expected that, that ball to be caught. I smile to myself, this is just a social game, but oh, they are taking it seriously. I love the Indian country and their passion for cricket. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. 
it's wonderful. You see the cricket match and they are completely 100%, 1 million percent into it. And this backyard game, well, it's a park game. As far as they're concerned, they are playing, you know, for keeps. And it was just the waving of the hand. That was his last bowl. A new bowler steps up. He sort of eyes the other bowler down at the other end, so the other batsman down at the other end. It's a little thing that, that you know, bowlers like to do. It's a psychological, I'm going to psych you out. It's, I'm going to, you know, get into your head and let you know that this bowl is coming to you. Again, it's a tennis ball, but still, he does it. There's a bit of a, you know, eyeball thing. And the batsman looks back in that stoic kind of way and says, okay, whatever you've got, I can take. Bring it on. He's a spin bowler. That's where they spin the ball. Cryptic, I know. But but normally with, with you know, cricket, they just use, you know, pace, making that thing go as fast as you can. Uh, fast ball in, uh, in baseball. You can do curveballs and stuff like that by, you know, manipulating the air and moving the ball up and down. But in cricket, you're allowed to bounce the ball once before before it goes up. So... Well, that ball can touch the ground, so you can you can do some things. And a spin bowler does. They spin the ball. So let's say it's going left, and they've got that ball spinning a lot, you know, to the left. When it hits the ground, it's going to ricochet off or turn. And if they do it just right, well, then that batsman's going to think that that ball's going to be in a certain spot, and it's not. So it could get the edge. It could go in a place that he's not... You know, he doesn't think it's going to go, and then he could he could be out. So that's what a spin bowler does. This one turns up and just steps. One, two, three, four, bowls. Smack. This batsman belts the ball. It goes far, far. Far. It goes outside of the park. I'm not kidding. Outside. Bounces on the road. People jump over fences. It's a six. Again, I launch into applause. My hands above my head. I am clapping the batsman. We make eye contact. He gives me a nice nod. I just... Continue clapping. It doesn't get any better than this. It's a beautiful, beautiful morning. But I've got things to do, so I, I can't stay forever. And so I put, you know, my backpack on, my shoulder bag. And I walk back through all the alleyways and the streets with the acoustic cover song you know, playing in my head. And eventually make it back to the place where we live. Up the stairs. Open the door. And I'm home. And that's my trip to the Birdsong Organic Cafe. I hope when you go to your local cafe in the morning, it's equally as wonderful. And it may be just be for a couple of minutes when you're on your way to work. 
but just, just for me, do me a favour. Just take that moment. Stand, hold the cup, be it takeaway or, you know, or half in. Take your first sip and just enjoy the moment. But that's for another time. Chances are you're not even hearing this because you've probably fallen asleep, which is fantastic. I hope you have a wonderful night's sleep. So even though you probably can't hear this, good night. <laughs>